Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Confessions of My Morning Cardio. I'm your host, Kevin Vega, and um, I have some news for you guys. <laughs> um, I recently went to DOS and I got engaged while I was there. And I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about that, um, as well as some other things that I've been looking into and putting my time into. Uh, one of those is NFTs, um, esports betting, uh, Alchemy of Souls, which is a new Korean drama that I've been watching. Um, and that should wrap up everything that, uh, that, I, that I thought I'd bring up to you guys, you know? Um, so starting with the engagement, um, a couple months ago, uh, I had a dream and like a lot of my ideas, right? They begin with that. And so, um, I had this dream where I had asked, uh, my girlfriend if she would marry me. And during this dream, I remember looking for a place that was gonna be meaningful. You know, a place that would be special enough to ask that question. And so during that time, what happened was um, I received an answer back. A lot of times when you ask something in your dream, and it's really hard to do this because what happens in a dream is you do not think in a very practical way. You don't think in a way of point A to point B. You don't think of things in a straight line you think in a very abstract way. So it's hard to ask questions. And in this dream, I had thought about this so much during the time that I was awake that I think that's why the question came up so easily. And the question was, you know, where should I ask this question? And the response that I got was that it didn't matter where I asked whatever place I decide to ask that question would become a special place because of the question that I was going to ask. So it was just this reassurance that I received from my dream to tell me that it didn't really matter. It didn't matter where I asked and I could decide on my own. And so already asking that question in the dream gave me a bit of practice so that when I asked in person, it wouldn't be as hard because it's not the first time. For me, it's the second time that I asked. But the first time was just a dream, a dream that nobody else was in, a dream that I got to be in and I got to be a part of and I got to grow from and learn from. And then when I asked in person, it just came out much smoother, you know. Um, and so I decided to ask at DOS. And DOS is the pretty much the biggest rave here in Utah. Um, and it was our first rave together as well. Uh, I had never taken Wendy with me to a rave. And, you know, it, it's just, it's been hard to make time for that kind of thing and also have people watch the kids, you know. So, um, it's always been something that is kind of like on the side, like when we can, we'll do it. Or maybe if we plan ahead, we'll do it and we can go together. But um, it wasn't a priority for us. So uh, being our first rave, I wanted it to be a memorable one. I wanted it to be something that um, she would want to do again, you know, that she would want to attend again. And of course she does. Of course she wants to now. Um, 
And so I decided to do it at DOS. I didn't really have like a place set as to where to do it, but I knew that they were gonna have our installations outside. And as long as like we go, we went a little bit earlier, then we could find a place. And I knew that. So that's what we ended up doing. And we found a, there was like this big disco ball that, have a, that had a bunch of mirrors all around it. And uh, I thought, oh, I think that's a good place because you know, you can at least hear me. <laughs> Funny because Wendy could hear me, okay? But not anybody else could hear me. <laughs> so that's the only thing that I didn't I didn't consider before uh, because I knew that people wanted to record it and they wanted to um, hear what I was going to say. <laughs> and, uh, you know, after we did it, I was like, ah, well... Um, I didn't consider the fact that there was going to be music, loud music playing um, not too far from us and that the cameras, you know, uh, the phones, whatever people were, were using to record, it was going to be hard for that to pick up on any on any video. So um, I thought I'd share some of those things with you guys that I did tell her. And, you know, luckily she was the one who 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 was able to hear these things because <laughs> that to me that's all that matters right i told her that no matter what happens that night um i knew that people already had expectations and plans and uh not everybody was going to be able to be there but i told her whatever happened that night that it shouldn't matter that as long as we have a good time and we make the most of that moment then that's all that matters you know so if people did get to hear what I was saying or didn't get to hear what I was saying, that shouldn't matter, you know, because this is our moment. Um, and everybody else who gets to be there and gets to enjoy with us, then uh, that's great as well. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for those people who were there, who were there to support. And so um, here are a couple of things that I said. So um, first off, I feel so grateful that, you know, she has invited me into her life and that I have felt a couple different things that have stuck out to me. One of those things has been the feeling of acceptance, you know, acceptance that, you know, I could be myself, acceptance that um, even though I don't speak Vietnamese, like I feel like I'm still a part of the family. I feel like I'm still included in things, you know, uh, a feeling of love, which is something that I value a lot. Um, I think something that's hard for me, and it's been hard, you know, all growing up in my life, is I've had a hard time with love. Um, and what, what I mean by that is like, uh, I think when it comes to my examples of, of love and growing up, um, I saw love differently than, than the people around me. Um, I saw love as like a sacrifice. I saw love as like, uh, I'll be there for you whenever you need me or when you need me most, you know, I could be there for you. I saw that as love. But people have told me in the past that my type of love is a cold love and it isn't so, I'm not like overwhelmingly in love with you, you know, I'm not like putting so much into it. It's more like I'm there always. I'm there whenever you need me type of thing, you know, because I think it's important that people can handle themselves, take care of themselves, um, that you love yourself first before you give to others. Because if you don't do that, then at some point you break down. And that's just the truth. Um, 
And so um, when it comes to the feeling of being loved by other people, I think that that's really important, whatever that may be. However they may show you that love, um, I feel very loved by Wendy and by her family, uh, by the kids as well. Um, so number three was that I could be myself. You know, I, uh, over time, have developed into who I am today. And that's a lot of things, you know? Um, and sometimes it's hard to accept everything that a person is. Um, but I feel like I don't have to hide who I am. And I love that. You know, I, I've i been able to um, show up in, in my many different outfits and the different color of hair that I've had, um, different earrings that I've worn, different contacts that I've worn. You know, my eyes have been different colors, just things like that, you know, that maybe other people would question. But with Wendy and with her family, they haven't they haven't questioned it. They just let me be who I am. So. I appreciate that so much because I've been different people for different situations before, especially with like work and stuff where I've had to uh, behave a certain way or look a certain way just to look the part, you know, but the real me, the real me is a person who is so vast and I, I'm very wide, I, like I have a wide range of things that I do and that I like to do. Um, and I like to be able to express that and to be that without being judged and without being told what to do. So um, that's been very meaningful to me. And also number four would be a place where I belong, um, which <laughs> that's a hard one because I, I have in my past um, left places uh, and sometimes when I don't feel loved, I just go, you know, like I'm not, I. I'm not going to make you feel like you have to include me in everything that you do. And I'm just talking to, you know, everybody in general. Um, I know that as time goes on, the circle that people have gets smaller and smaller. So I don't expect people to always include me and help me feel like I belong. Um, if I'm a part of your group of friends or if I'm part of the people that you invite to things or the people that you want to see certain things in your life, you know, certain milestones that you get to in your life, uh, then great. But if not, then I understand, you know, I understand that people move on and people become like less and less important to each other. So um, it's been so meaningful and I've, I appreciate it so much that with Wendy, they have helped me feel like I belong. They have included me in things. And um, those four reasons were, you know, some of the biggest reasons why I want to, you know, share the rest of my life with her and with her family, you know, be a part of that family. Um, and I connected that as well with uh, my rave family, you know, the community, community that has taken me in and that I've been a part of. Uh, for like the past seven years, you know, I've, I have felt love. I have felt acceptance. I felt like I could be myself, like I could look any sort of way and nobody says anything, you know, uh, if anything, people are very supportive of the things that I do and, uh, the way that I express myself. So, um, that's why I continue to return to the community. I, re I continue to attend events, you know, 
um, and it does feel like a place where I belong. Um, ravers have generally been like very expressive people, but also people who just want to try something, you know, try something new and, um, and to be allowed to do that, right? It, it's important that people know who they are, like who they really are and what interests they really have. Like, what are you putting your time into? What matters to you? Um, when a person decides to go into raves, <clears throat> there could be a negative uh, side to that, that other people who are outside of it judge um, and that they think that you're going to go into like a worse and worse spiral. But um, it isn't that, you know, what raving is, is a place of love, a place of acceptance, a place where you can be yourself fully. And um, you grow because of it, because you don't have to hide. You don't have to hide who, do you, who you are anymore, uh, whatever that may be. And um, that community has given, me, has given me those things. And I wanted to share that with Wendy as well. And, um, you know, we got to enjoy our first rave. We got engaged. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm excited for the next stage in my life and like what I need to do, the steps I need to take to get there. Um, and I'm happy to have Wendy as my partner to help me, you know, to get to those next places to feel like, okay, <clears throat> One of the biggest things that I needed was I needed reliability. I needed to know that I had somebody always that I would come home to and somebody who um, was going to check on me, you know, to, to be like, hey, um, I just want to make sure you're OK. Always, you know, that, that they care enough about you, that they're they're saying that they're doing that and they're they're being that support system, because without that, I just felt like my life was really um like I was doing a lot of things I'm, I'm a risky person okay I was doing a lot of things that um were good in the moment uh could turn out really well but if they didn't then I have to pick up the pieces you know on my own and um I would have it would have been better to have somebody there to support me in my decisions and that we could do things together you know um, you can only do so much on your own and that's just the truth uh, we all get to a point where we're ready to invite somebody you know um, to be in our life and to uh, to share everything that we that we have and what we've become and what we are looking into what we're looking to become um, that we want to share that with and I've gotten to that point. So um, happy to have finally to have finally met Wendy. Actually, something that I did, uh, this was done on here that I, I had the, the, the date written down. It was done on May 12th, 2021. I remember sitting down and I told myself that I'm going to write down exactly what I want in a significant other. And I'm going to look for this person. And I don't know who this person is and I don't know how I'm gonna find them, but I wanna do this because I want to show that I'm ready for that next stage in my life. And um, some of the things were, were specific and some of the things were a little bit vague. Um, I wanted to see like what was really important to me, you know? 
And so I wrote about two and a half pages worth of this letter to this person that I didn't know. And I think one of the reasons why I did it was because like growing up, I was religious. I'm not religious anymore. And I don't, I don't pray. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't make wishes or anything like that. I'm not like very superstitious or anything, but, um, and like, okay. The, the thing that came to me was like, if I write this down, it's going to show that this is important to me. Similar to all the goals that I write down, because when I write down a goal and then I decide to work on that goal, then I'm able to create a plan as to how to get there, you know, and that has worked for me in the past. So then why wouldn't it work with love, you know? And I know that love is a different thing than making a, a diet goal <laughs> or a fitness related goal. But still, I thought maybe there is a connection here that we can make and um, and why not just give it a give it a shot? And so we wrote these things down and I actually forgot about this letter for a long time. Uh, I just kind of put it away. I said, I'm not going to throw it away, but I'm just going to put it away for now. And the other day I pulled it out and I read it and I ended up uh, letting Wendy just go through it and read it. And so many things that are on there uh, are things that are connected to her already. Uh, she, she represents them already. And one of the big things was that I wanted somebody who's family oriented. I wanted somebody who either had kids or wanted to have kids. I wanted somebody who um, I could look at and I could think that's mom. Like if the, if the kids were to ask me where mom is or who mom is or anything like that, I could say, that's mom, that's mom, you know? Uh, and when I looked at Wendy, I was like, that's mom, that's mom. I feel it. I already feel it. And so that was another one of those moments of just like reassurance, you know, as to, hey, look, you cared enough to write this down. And even in the back of your mind, even if it wasn't like the, the main thing that you were thinking about all the time, but it was in the back of your mind, as you saw the things that you were looking for in a person, then it became more apparent, right? it was this feeling of like, oh, I need to take it. I need to take this opportunity. I need to go for it. And I'm not gonna know how things are gonna go unless I do it, unless I go out of my way and shoot and see what happens. Um, and so, yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked. And I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we are where we are in our, in our life right now. Yeah, things are looking up for sure. Um, so the second thing I wanted to talk about was I've been looking into NFTs lately and esports betting. And um, just to start, of course, I have to say this, this is not financial advice. Um, it's just something that I'm currently into and uh, I want to be a part of the community and I want to help. Um, I want to um, grow from this, you know, hopefully um, make returns on my investments. And um, I thought I'd give you guys a little bit of uh, information on, on how I got started with this. So one of the things I did was <laughs> I deleted my Twitter. My old Twitter had so many things I've just work at working out right so fitness 
and also ass, okay? And this is only because those were the things that I was liking, right? So if I ever scroll down my feed, I would see somebody who works out and I'm supportive of it. Of course, I'm gonna like it. Of course, when my friends post something, I'm gonna like it. And then just ask because um, my the algorithm just picked up on the fact that I like ass and it just was like okay let me just show you more and more and more of this and it was just a, a very like toxic environment and also an environment of just like um, it's just showing me the same the same stuff again and again you know I like I, I'm not getting anything any benefit from this there's no growth happening and when it comes to fitness related stuff I think Instagram is good enough Okay, I'm already part of that community, whether I want to be or not. Um, but it shows enough of that fitness side. So like, I'm good. I don't need another social media to show me more fitness stuff. Uh, so I deleted my Twitter, but I got a new Twitter. And you can find me at, at Kevin Sun Vegeta. And I specifically made this Twitter just so I could center around crypto and around NFTs. And um, I've seen that that is one of the best places to get a start into what NFTs are, you know, who is a part of this community. Um, a lot of people have been doing Twitter spaces and I didn't really understand like what it was at first, but I'm seeing the... Um, I'm, I'm seeing the value in listening to these spaces, right? So spaces is like... Um, a place where you could listen to people talk and you can have like who knows how many people but I've, I've seen like 20 50 100 people all listening in as people talk about these projects that they are putting together and that you know these projects that have already happened but they're continuing to grow and um going in and being a part of these spaces you get to listen to um a community, a, an active community who wants to grow and who wants to support each other. And uh, NFTs have been a way for people to do that. You know, an NFT project drops, people pick it up and they, and they buy it. And then the people who believe in the project end up holding it. Uh, and then, you know, there's, uh, there's plenty of other people who do other things like buying and then reselling it or you know buying a couple like getting two or three of them and then reselling one to make your money back or to possibly you know make a uh, uh, gains off of that off of that purchase you know or possibly holding and then and then making gains off of the sell later on um, I'm still very new to the space so I don't really know like what a good strategy is but I'm still um, like I, I have a positive feeling about it all. And I really just like the community aspect of it because especially on social media, when I have, um, I, I have like interacted with people, it's, it's a very like, um, like the interactions are very vague and you can tell that people don't really care. They're, they're just there to get something and then leave. But in, in, this community right here you know with nfts i feel like people want to do more with it like how can we make how can we collab together how can we support each other how can we even just jump on this space and just talk just talk just you know see what we can do for each other um and i like that and i think that that is one of one of the great ways to grow 
grow in the community, grow your social media, whatever it may be, you know, and then you can also be giving back to to other people. Like as you grow, you can also give back. Uh, and I think maybe that's one of the things that people have been seeing with these things. And that's why people have um, decided to uh, step into it, you know, be interested in in something new like this. Um, so one of the, the the pages that I stumbled upon was called Meta Win. And I just wanted to give a shout out to them. Uh, if you're looking to start you know, something with NFTs, start, start collecting something, uh, go check them out, metawin.com. They are currently doing raffles and I've won two genuine undead NFTs so far. And I really like the genuine undead. Genuine undead is a art project. That's really it at the moment and a community. Um, so there isn't really these like big promises as to what they're going to do with them. There isn't like a staking um, aspect to it or anything. Um, it's just a community. The art looks great, of course. And because I've gotten two, um, I'm going to keep one and then the other one, you know, hopefully I'll make some profit off of it. But that one, um, it just reminded me of, you know, growing up as a kid and uh, opening up packs of cards. You know, I did play uh, Magic. I played Yu-Gi-Oh! I played Pokemon. And if you ask me now, like I, I don't remember exactly like all the rules. I, I probably couldn't just sit down and play any one of these. But... Um, I do remember like opening up a pack and thinking, uh, you, you know, you find one that you really like and you just want to use that one every single time and you want to like make your entire deck of cards um, like center it around that one card. Right. And so uh, with the first genuine undead that I got, uh, that's how I'm seeing it. And I'm using him as my profile pick and I'm not looking to sell that one. So I'd rather just keep it and, you know, use them for content, things like that. Um, and, you know, go from there, really looking at Twitter as the, the place to listen to these spaces and to see, OK, these are worth looking into. And really, that's it. Um, that way you're not getting scammed. That way you're going to these pages that are verified pages. Uh, and like OpenSea is a whole nother thing, right? OpenSea is a place similar to, if you played World of Warcraft, it is similar to the auction house on World of Warcraft, okay? So people are getting these items, these things that are virtual, and then they put them on the au auction house. Sometimes they put them at ridiculous prices, okay? Prices that you never would imagine people buy them at. Uh, and then some people put them at more like conservative prices and people are making money off of those things. Um, but you wanna make sure that those things are legit, they're not scams, and they do have some indicators. Like one of the indicators is the blue check mark, really similar to uh, Twitter, you know, showing that uh, this is a legit, a legit group, a legit um, project that is being worked on. And if you purchase one of these things, then uh, it is tied to that, to that group. And hopefully that group is going to take it somewhere, you know, but a lot of these groups, they promise so many things and you just don't know when they're going to follow through with them. Um, 
so some of these projects are, are holds and some of these projects are maybe ones that we would flip, but that is all a personal decision, you know, at the end of the day. Um, another thing that I've been into lately has been uh, Prize Picks, which is an app. Uh, they let you do some sports betting. And I don't know <laughs> enough about sports to, um, you know, make bets on, you uh, what you know I, I don't know enough about like MLB NBA NFL I don't know okay but I do know games and they do have games on there every now and then they have uh, League of Legends Dota 2 Call of Duty uh, CSGO and I know a little bit about each one of these enough to um, have an idea of what a good bet would be and for like two weeks straight, I had really good bets and I was making good money off of it. Um, but I have had a couple of bets that didn't do so well. And I'm having to like rethink my strategy on this. But doing that and doing NFTs has helped me to um, have something to look at that I feel is meaningful to look at when I open up my phone. Instead of looking through the same social media feed that you always look at, that is really just wasting your time. You know, I'm not a person who watches reels. I'm not a person who, who looks at memes. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is something that is worth my time. And as I'm looking into NFTs, as I'm looking at these communities and I'm feeling like I'm getting something from that, I'm getting positive energy, I'm getting, uh, you know, the possibility of something going, to, you know, turning out better, turning out great, and then maybe making a profit off of this that I could be using for real world things, you know, like I can go and I can sell my genuine undead NFT and that can pay for, you know, my mortgage or I can pay for um, the daycare for the kids, you know, and that that is meaningful enough for me to look at. Uh, so so just another thing to to look into and um, another way of using what we have like these even though we're in, we're in hard times, it doesn't mean that we have to just stay in the place that we're at. But we can take this as like opportunities. You know, if we could see the opportunity, if we can find the opportunity and we take it, then if it works out, we're going to be way farther in our life. You know, I know that I'm a risky person, but I have taken decisions during these hard times and it has rewarded me. So... Of course, I want to share that with people. Um, and people have asked me in the past many times, like, what am I looking into? What am I doing? Um, you know, and these are like in real time. This is this is how I find out. <laughs> um, I just stumble upon these things and I, and I put time into it. You know, I put time, I put effort into it and um, I help others when I can, you know. Um, and recently, uh, I had been watching Alchemy of Souls and I haven't given a recommendation in a long time, you know, of something to watch, but Alchemy of Souls is one of the Korean dramas that I've been really into lately. Uh, it is from the same makers of Hotel Del Luna. And of course that is 
such a good Korean drama if you haven't seen it yet. Um, so this one's going to be good, of course. Uh, my favorite episode so far has been episode 8, and I think I'm on episode 10, so uh, I have quite a bit more to watch. But these are long episodes. These are like an hour, an hour and a half, something like that. And um, what I love about Korean dramas is that you could literally watch these and if you're really into it, if you really pay attention, you do not get bored or tired of these things. Um, so episode eight, you know, uh, I just wanted to share just a little segment of it. Um, I hope this doesn't spoil anything, you know, so spoiler alert just to preface it. But uh, the very beginning of the episode, what happens is that um, the main character is being shifted right so he goes into this place where you can shift bodies and uh one of the bad guys is gonna shift with him what's gonna happen is he is gonna change bodies with him take over his body um and then possibly you know wreak havoc on um everybody you know everybody in the whole storyline uh but what happens in this moment is uh this girl her name is mudok uh, saves him and she stops that uh, shift from happening and uh, the the main character Jung Uk uh, his power was actually closed off uh, in, in, in the beginning of the Korean drama um, they closed it off because he was um, he was he was born out of um it was like a, it was like a blasphemous birth, okay, um, and they didn't want to, to give him all the power that he had. So they what they did is they they stopped his power from being allowed to like for for him to be able to use his his power fully. So they closed off his gate, and so in this moment where he's almost gonna shift into the body of another person, and. Um, He's saved, right? Uh, and his gate is now opened. It's fixed. Jung-uk comes back as like this badass. Um, it, it's almost like he has always had this power and he has always known how to use it and how to master it. But now he can do it effortlessly. And so this reminds me so much of uh, watching anime growing up you know now that i'm older i don't have the same patience for watching um you know anime that was like three episodes or four or like the other the other day i was watching dragon ball super okay um <laughs> grateful to finally get the chance to watch that with you know my kids now um but we watched five episodes of the same fight five episodes of the same fight and as as an adult i just don't have the same patience to continue to watch it like that i would rather that fight be one episode right and so when i watch korean dramas it is like an older more grown-up version of watching anime and uh of course there's the love story the love story is what always brings me back and what means more to me than you know the fight scenes but in this specific korean drama alchemy of souls it did remind me of watching anime growing up and the quality of the of the episode is just 
done so well uh it's very much like watching a movie like at this point because of the quality how high it is you don't even have to watch movies anymore like shows are that good shows are so good to the point where what is going to bring you to go to a movie theater to watch a movie you know um so definitely one to watch if you're interested in seeing something new and you want to see something that's worth your time uh alchemy of souls it's on netflix check it out okay okay so just to recap everything i know that i'm a risky person um but i like to live my life in this way and i get to see the rewards that come with taking opportunities taking opportunities when you can see them so anytime that i'm uh that that i could see these things for myself and that i can figure out how to do them on my own really like that i think that's one of the biggest things is when you talk about something like nfts um if there isn't like a roadmap if there isn't a way to to understand like how to get them from beginning to end it's kind of hard to uh to get into them right but when as things continue to improve things become a lot easier for us and um right now i do feel like i'm confident in in the way of purchasing one and and also showing uh you know other people if they're interested in it um but as soon as we understand how to do it ourselves and we take those chances then we can also receive the rewards that come from you know making those decisions because without doing that we will always stay in the same place and i'm not a person to do that you know i'm a person who always wants to have continual growth and that means that i have to take chances you know and i have to um do these things even in times that are hard because when we do that then when things get better we're already gonna be so far ahead so far ahead and all the people who decide that they will still want to be in my life they get to enjoy the rewards that come from them you know i'm not a selfish person i'm not a greedy person i don't really care about having so much you know but i i would like to have more to help the people around me and so that we can all enjoy all enjoy you know the growth together um and uh yeah (laughs) just thought i'd share that with you guys uh thank you again for listening and for catching another episode of confessions about morning cardio until next time bye